Podcast Friday, everyone. It's Yasmin Shekha, and Happy New Year. I hope everyone has an amazing 2019. To kick off the year right, we have a very unique guest today. This week, we have the incredible Asia Black. Asia makes up one half of the insanely talented group, The Reminders, which was formed back in 2005. This talented duo, made up of Asia and her husband Samir, release hip hop, soul, and acoustic music that truly speaks to your soul. They have two albums titled "Recollect" and "Born Champions." The reminders have opened up for many well-known acts such as Snoop Dogg and Lauryn Hill. Asia is such a talented vocalist and rapper. She is also a mother. Asia is here today via Skype to tell us all about who she is, and we are very excited to have her. Asia, welcome to the She Speaks Diversity podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. To start off. Just a quick question: From when you were young, when did you first realize that you can sing? I think I always sang. I don't think in my house it wasn't really about ability; it was just about confidence. So people sang just kind of as a symbol that they were enjoying the music or they had an emotion that they wanted to express. I don't think I really was conscious of it being an ability that people judged you on, if that makes sense,、mm-hmm. until when I was. Nine years old, my friend was entering a talent show and she was singing. And I told my parents I wanted to be in the talent show as well. And they said, "Okay, what are you gonna do?" I said, "I'm gonna sing." And they're like, "Okay." And then I ended up winning the talent show. And I think that was the first time my parents saw me sing publicly. And the reaction from everybody let me know that it was more than just something I was confident enough to do. It was a, ta- it was a talent at that point. Wow! Do you remember what you sang and how you felt? I sang "Lean on Me." Oh, okay, that's a good one. Were you super nervous going up there? What was it like, you know, the first time going up in front of all these people? I think I was more—I wasn't nervous at all going in front of the people. I was more excited because I got to play with a live band, and we had rehearsals and stuff, and they were all adults, and I was just a kid, and I just was really excited about that. Afraid or nervous at all? Okay.、Um, so you know, before the reminders, because Mashallah, the reminders is a very amazing duo. I I absolutely love you guys. Did you ever try a solo career before you guys started as a group? Yeah. So when I went was in college,、um, I was in college on a Division One scholarship to play softball. So I was kind of focused on that, and then. For the first time, I had the opportunity to kind of record music at a studio and make music with my friends Yeo and Jay Space.、And、that was the first time I really was starting to think about having a musical career, and、um, I came out with some music in collaboration with them as a production duo. And I played it for Samir one of the times I was visiting at home, and we did a collaboration together at that point. Okay, and um. You know, when you first started your solo solo endeavors before、um, before the reminders, what type of music were you looking to release? I was just at the time. I was really just. I'm I'm a person who journals very frequently, and I just love writing.、Um, 
and I consider myself even sometimes more of a writer than than anything else, but I would just kind of write my feelings down and try to translate them the best as I could so that they could be understand understood by people and relatable. I like the fact that you're very humble about your talents. Like you don't go into a competition thinking, yeah, I got this, I'm going to win. I really like that about you. <laughs> I think it was more of an experience. I'm kind of a wandering person. I have a wandering spirit and I like to be exposed to new things. So for me as a woman and as a mother and as a wife and as an artist, fear is something that developed in me as I got older and I started to be concerned about people's criticisms of me. Um, most of the time when I, if I said, no, I didn't want to do something, it was just because I was afraid to be judged for what I was doing. But at the time I kind of was just experimenting with new things. And still today, I love to try new things and, and put myself in positions that I haven't been in before. So can you tell us a little bit about how the reminders formed? Yeah. So Samir and I had been friends for a really long time and he had a, a project he was working on and he asked me if I would do a collaboration with him after hearing some of my music. And he was actually watching BET one day and BET had come to my my university and I entered a singing competition there. I didn't win, but it was televised and he saw it. And he was saying, I didn't know that you sang. And so when I came home to Colorado for Christmas break, he said, let's do a collaboration and we did. And then eventually, a couple of years later, we started a romantic relationship and got married. And Samir was recording a project, and it was called The Reminder. And it was based on just kind of something that he had read when he was studying a spiritual text um, that said, you should make sure that in your actions, you are a reminder to other people. Because in your positive actions, you incline people to good. And in your negative action, you remind them to do good things. And so his album was called The Reminder. Wow, that's actually really inspiring. I really like the I really like the text you guys mentioned in there. Was that um you said that was a spiritual text? Yeah, so we it was um and I I'm, I wanted to quote exactly the source that it came from, but I know it was an Islamic text that we were reading mm-hmm. and it was just talking about the purpose and importance of intention and in your deeds um Allah has made us all reminders for one another. And you want to be a reminder to other people of Allah. So would you say that from the reminders, the most influential part, the most influential impact that you'd like to have to your listeners would be would be to remind others to, you know, be like a good example? I don't I don't know if it's that because I kind of embrace the, the dark parts and the difficult parts that we go through. Because I really, really believe that when we're uncomfortable, we learn the most and we grow the most. So people go through difficult parts in their lives. I want to remind people that even if you are struggling and even if you are acting against the best interest of yourself, there are still people who are open to accepting you for who and what you are and still people that can see the potential in you and the good in you and you know, in our lives, and hopefully I'm not being too long-winded here, but there's times when the people who need us most don't come to us because they were afraid that we would judge them. And I learned that lesson the very hard way. So when we say we're the reminders, I just want to remind people of 
the, the power and the goodness in themselves. And we make our music with the very specific intention of inclining people toward one another. Even if it's by us admitting difficult things that we deal with, somebody can say, oh my gosh, I, you know, I deal with that too. Or, you know, saying, gosh, sometimes it's hard when you're a mom and you're just running in every direction. Or sometimes it's hard to be a woman or sometimes it's hard to be a wife or in expressing vulnerability, it still inclines people toward you, you know, versus just saying, I'm the best at this and the best at that. And I'm, I have this and I have that. It's almost like, no, nah, I don't have those things, but I'm working to get it. People will come to you and say, man, I'm working too. But it was very endearing to hear somebody be honest in their music, whether it was positive or whether it was something that was difficult to express. So who is your biggest musical influence? I have many, but the one person I love beyond measure is Bob Marley. And the reason I love Bob Marley is because I feel like when you watch Bob Marley perform and you listen to his music, you're bearing witness to him having a tremendous, like, spiritual experience. Like, we're all just watching him in communion with God when we watch Bob Marley perform and when we listen to him sing. So, I also know that, you know, you are a mother. I actually did see you guys live back in March when you guys came to Moraine Valley Community College. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, and um, your kids were so adorable. Oh, they were, oh, yeah, they were like sitting next to us and everything, me and my friends. And yeah, so I wanted to ask, what challenges does be what challenges does motherhood play on your career if they do? Man, I'll tell you what. One thing my grandmother told me that when you have a child, your child is born. Right after your child is the placenta, and right after that is guilt. Because my grandmother said, when you're a mother, you deal with such a tremendous amount of guilt because you always want to act in the best interest of your children, and sometimes that conflicts with you acting in the best interest of yourself, you know? And I think with me, I I never intended to have the career that I have right now. Like, I, my goal when I was younger was, like, I want to be a college professor or a writer or something. And music is something I was always a part of, and it kind of happened. So by the time... I realized what was happening. We were already building a family. All of their friends, and they'd say, what are you doing for the summer? And their friends are like, I have this soccer tournament and this softball tournament and this cheerleading event and this and that. And then they would ask my kids, what are you doing? And my kids would say, I think we're going to Belgium or Morocco or something. You know. And so as children, their peer group was doing something completely different. But mm-hmm. what happened to my children is when their friends come into our life experience, they don't want to leave. they're like whoa this is great you know when when there are times when all we did was make music so we're home during the day people could come over all the time we can come to every school event we could do everything and the kids would say wow I wish my parents were like that but then the, the inverse of that is you know sometimes we would have to leave the children for two or three weeks at a time and for young children that's very difficult to be missing your parents that long um so Stemming off to a new point, um, the Reminders have performed with some pretty amazing acts before. I've actually seen recently you guys were performing with Lauren Hill, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us what those experiences were like? Amazing. I mean, Lauren Hill is an incredible artist and performance. She's an incredible human being, <clears throat> very loving and nurturing. All of our experience primarily have been positive. I, don't, I can't think of any that weren't 
beneficial in some way. We had the chance to perform with Nas several times, Brother Ali, uh, Mosta, Blackstar, uh, Method Man and Red Man, Thievery Corporation, um, just a lot of people from a lot of different places. And all the experiences have been beneficial for us in terms of our personal and artistic growth. Do you have a most memorable moment in the reminder so far? I have a couple, but some of them are such jewels that I keep them to myself because they're so sacred and meaningful to me that right, right. I feel like they lose their luster when I share them because it subjects them to other people's opinions. But there have been some moments that have really stuck out to me and people that we've encountered. One moment that really sticks out to me is we went to perform in Connecticut and we were performing at an international festival and there was a woman there and she had a bunch of sage bundles that she was selling. And after we got some of the bundles, she gave me a hug and she put her hand on my stomach. And she's like, oh, I feel something coming through. And I already had two children at the time. So I was like, no, I'm not having another baby. And wallahi, I got home and five weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, wow. That was pretty crazy. And that's why we were on the road with somebody that I did not know telling me that I was going to have a baby, which was really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of other experiences. I'm trying to like, I'm rifling through all of them, trying to see which one would be the best to share, to share. But I think a lot of the time, the most impressive part for me and the part that sticks with me the most is um, the people that we meet. And I had the chance last year to go, Samir is Belgian, and I had the chance to go to Belgium and perform in an, an all-female hip-hop lineup. It was called La Belle Hip-Hop. And I did a solo set there, but I met all of these other women that we reached such an understanding because we're living, you know, parallel lives. What's one unique quality about yourself that you really like? My, I'm very curious person. So when I am curious about something, I really commit myself to studying it and learning everything about it. So my husband is always saying that you can all, you can do some of everything because when I'm curious, I just immerse myself in, in something. And I always thought that that was a good quality that, uh, that I had because like I said earlier, when we were speaking, it kept me, my curiosity kind of is a cure for my fear. I like that. I like that because a lot of people they'll have stage fright or fear Fear in some other form, but in your in, in your case, maybe stage fright for doing something new. Like, have something to fall back on or make you feel better. Yeah, and you know, what's funny is when I started to be really, like, look at myself from the outside in instead of the inside out, that's when I started to have issues with fear. And that's when I developed a serious case of stage fright. As a matter of fact, when Samir and I were first performing together, I had such crippling stage fright that I could barely move on the stage because I was so afraid to make a mistake or mess up because Samir's reputation was already so big and glorious and wonderful. And it made me very self-conscious. I was telling this story, actually speaking with Lauren Hill about this the other day. The first time I remember ever being self-conscious in my life, I got into an accident where I fell through a plate glass door and I was severely injured and I had partially severed my leg and I had stitches all over my body. And I was in the hospital for a really long time, having to relearn how to walk and 
have coordination and balance and things like that. And and that was the first time I was ever really affected by looking at myself from the outside in type of fear where I couldn't see myself because I was looking at me through other people's eyes, if that makes sense. No, I understand. But, you know, what would you, what advice would you give yourself now looking back? My nine-year-old self is my favorite self. And whenever I think of wanting to endear something towards the way that I am now, I think of me at nine years old. And I think I would just sit down with me and say that I understand. But what's more important is what you've overcome. And the scars are just symbols of how powerful you are, you know? Yeah. And those are, and scars are worth showing off. Scars are for showing off because it shows what you survived. And I tell my children the same thing. Scars are not for hiding. Scars are for sharing because each scar has a story. And every time you tell your story, it inclines another human being toward you. That was beautiful. I really like that. Um, I have one final question for you before we wrap up. What does being a diverse woman mean to you? For me, what it means is being able to walk into a room full of any kind of women and build connections. It means that I have diversity of opinion, diversity of ideas, diversity of experience, diversity of, of, of character. It just means that I'm comfortable being myself in a room full of people that are not like me and finding our commonalities. To me, diversity is a starting point for community and inclusion and understanding and storytelling. Well, I absolutely really love that answer, by the way, because I, you know, with this blog, we get, we always get a different kind of response because I ask every woman when they come on here, what does, what does being a diverse woman mean to you? And, you know, the response is always very different. So I really, I really appreciated your response. Yeah, thank you. I, I wonder what types of responses people give, you know, because with me, Lately, I stopped identifying myself by my aesthetic as my primary identity because it doesn't hold up in practice, right? Just Mm -hmm. because somebody looks like me doesn't mean they have everything in common with me. It doesn't mean that's the narrow pool from which I should choose the people I'm going to love or the people who will love me, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I started trying to say, besides just the color of my skin in a room full of people who have a different skin color than me, how else am I different from them? I have to stand in my truth at all times, even when I'm not exactly where I want to be yet, or I haven't reached where I'm aiming to be, or I'm in a moment of weakness. Like I've learned from diversity in particular that diversity means standing firmly in who you are, even when you're wrong so that somebody can show you right. Yeah, and I feel like that's, that relates a lot to the concept of this blog because diversity isn't just the way you look or where you're from. It's also who you are as an individual, what makes you different from others. Right, and you know, we, we don't have to always let people tell us who we are. Sometimes we, it's for us to tell them who we are. You know, right. and I feel like sometimes as women in particular, as, as any kind of woman, you know, people have prim- primary identifiers for you. Like if I look at you and I say, oh, you're a Muslim woman 
that's from this place or Chicago accent, you know, I, I have to have these primary markers for you, none of which might be the way that you primarily identify yourself. Right. You know, so it's a conversation starter to walk up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Asia. What's your name? You know, oh, my name is Yasmin. Hey, Yasmin, you know, what question can I ask that will let me know more about her as a human being that doesn't have to do with her aesthetic? You know, what kind of books do you like to read? What's the, you know, sometimes when I'm speaking to people, I like to ask questions like, what's the last book that you read? If, if, could you recommend a book to me? Can you, you know, just anything where we can start to talk about something besides what we both look like. Right. And I feel like that's something everybody needs to hear. Yeah. And if we could even have an experiment where, where people had to introduce themselves and ask somebody a question besides, how are you or where are you from or are you Muslim or are you a Rasta or are, you know, something that has to do with the aesthetic, but say, um, do you have a good relationship with your parents? You know, and people say kind of, well, I really love my mom. And then it opens up because your stories are your identity, right? When people pass away, we remember them by telling stories about them, right? And when you give somebody an opportunity to tell a story about themselves, that's how you start to get to know them because our stories are our identity along with our aesthetic. Right. And thank you so much, Asia, for your time today. It was it was absolutely amazing to have you on. I really loved everything that you said, and I feel like everybody's really going to love to hear this. Yasmin, I really appreciate you reaching out to me and including me in such a tremendous effort on behalf of women and behalf of people in general everywhere to talk about diversity and to get to know people from your community in such an empowering way. I appreciate you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can check out the reminders on all social media platforms and should definitely check out their music, which I'll be linking all of that information in the article. This is Yasmin Shekha on She Speaks Diversity. Follow us on Instagram at She Speaks Diversity and give us a like on Facebook at She Speaks Diversity. Happy Friday, everyone.